Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer. So we come in here bringing you a series of studies. We have been for now several days. And on the this subject, Satan, the God of this world, and we're looking at the doctrine of devils, the doctrines of demons, the doctrines of Satan, if you will. And we've uh, looked at several of those doctrines. It's a false, and uh, we want to look at them. Uh, I'll bring, bring you up to date there just a moment. We'll take but a minute. We first saw baptismal regeneration. That's a doctrine of devils. That's a doctrine of demons. Then we saw those who keep the Sabbath in order to be saved. That's another doctrine of hell. That's right. And then there's another false doctrine we see uh, belong to a church, being a member of a certain church. That's right. And then others come along with the uh, look led astray by those putting the emphasis on divine healing and speaking in tongues, those certain those things. And in our last study, we came to a, this doctrine of demons. We want to call your attention to that. More widespread probably than any of the other doctrines, and that is this new gospel, new age gospel that's being preached today. This uh, present day theology preached from the average pulpit here where we, where I live, where I listen to the radio and the TV and the newspaper, and they call it a new theology. It's permeated. It's prevalent everywhere. It's permeated all of our churches, and it teaches that Christ died for sinners, and that's right. They're right there. But they teach that a sinner is saved by the consent of his own will. They teach and preach that you can be saved when you want to be. This is manifested by the preacher or the evangelist uh, directing the individual attention to what? Accepting Jesus, accepting Christ as his own personal Savior. I get so tired of that, my friend. Listen, they say, now, you don't have to repent. You don't have to reform. Just come as you are. Not only that, not only that, many of our churches say, come as you are. In these uh, resort areas, they tell folks to come with their short shorts and their tank tops on and all those things. A disgrace to the, to the, to, to the church, my friend. They say, accept Christ as your Savior, and uh, he'll save you. You make the first step. Have you ever heard that, brother? Make the first step down the aisle, and Christ will meet you halfway and save you. This is one of the most subtle doctrines. They play on the, on the uh, sentimentality. They know exactly how to work a crowd up into a fever pitch, and then they pull the string, come on down to the front, and then they tell their headquarters, their denominational headquarters, of the numbers that they brought into the church. That's right. That's right. This is the most subtle thing that Satan has ever done, has ever put on, oh, blind, poor, lost, wretched souls, lost ministers, lost church members. Let's just, let's just take a moment and analyze that situation. Putting the emphasis on and substituting acceptance for repentance. The emphasis in modern-day preaching that we're seeing today is put on acceptance. Everywhere you go, folks say, well, have you accepted Christ? Have you accepted Jesus? No, my friend. And they say nothing about repentance toward God. Now, hold your seat. Hold your seat now. We're going to make a challenge to you folks out there in our radio audience to show us one verse of Scripture in God's Word, the Bible, where any sinner is urged to accept Christ as their personal Savior for salvation. You theological professors, you Bible teachers, Bible students, you, you, you tell me 
You show me the verse and chapter. It's not in the Bible. It's not in God's Word. Listen, on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and baptized that first bunch and filled the individual members and that multitude was brought under Holy Spirit conviction as Peter stood there and preached that marvelous sermon on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and then the coming judgment, the Word says, when they heard this... When they heard that sermon, when they heard those words by Peter, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Repent. The apostle Peter didn't stand there and urge them to accept Christ. He didn't say, come on down to the front here where we have an altar set up and kneel and take Jesus as your Savior. He didn't tell you, come on down here, folks, and sign this little card that we hear so much of today. I get literature in my office almost every day, some religious magazine, and in somewhere in there they'll have a little prayer, the sinner's prayer, they call it, and you pray that prayer and then cut out that little uh, coupon and send it in, put your name, that dress and all on it and then they'll send you some helpful literature and you're going into hell thinking you're saved my friend now that's what we're facing that's what i'm facing here day by day in this ministry i'm standing firm against modernism i'm standing firm against this damnable doctrine of demons that's right my friend this is demon possession if it ever was one now my friends you can get mad run off whatever you want to do but there's no such a thing as a sinner accepting christ accepting jesus no no, listen, the apostle Peter never stood there and used persuasive words of man's wisdom to urge them and persuade them and sing hymns for 30, 40 minutes and ask them to accept Jesus or make a decision and come give him their hand and tell them they would make their first step, that God would meet them halfway. No, sir. He cried out, repent, just like old John the Baptist did. He cried, repent or perish. Those bunch of devils came there one day where he was baptizing, and he called them a generation of vipers. Oh, ye generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Repent and be baptized. That's right, my friend. Listen, listen. Would you just listen? No, don't get mad with me this morning. Listen. No, sir. They had... Uh, Peter had laid the gospel for before that bunch, and then that Christ had died for their sins. According to the scriptures, that's what we do here at Radio Missions, here at the old Trailblazer broadcast. We preach that Christ died. We preach that Christ had risen from the dead. We preach that he was exalted at the right hand of God, and that God had made him both Lord and Christ, and that therefore... They were under condemnation, and that justly because they had crucified the Lord. You and I have done the same thing, my friend. You and I are guilty, uh, were guilty of first-degree first murder charge because we had, we had uh, crucified our Lord, our sins had. He laid judgment at their door. We don't see anything of that no more, do we? We don't hear sin cause sin. I get so tired of hearing these little uh, light-hearted, little silk handkerchief preachers standing in their pulpit or standing on 
on the radio or the TV or wherever in the magazine and a little little soft soap ministry on uh, come join the church, come be baptized. They don't call sin, sin. They know nothing about sin. They've never seen themselves. You say, oh, trailblazer, you all stirred up this morning. That's right, because I see folks going to hell. I see folks caught up in this damnable doctrine of demons. I do. I see folks caught up in these things. I see every one of these things that we've been talking about being being palmed off on our folks today. I see baptismal regeneration being palmed off on our folks. I do. I do. I see folks saying you have to belong to my church to be saved. I see folks saying you have to keep the Sabbath to be saved. I see folks that say you have to speak in unknown tongues to be saved. And then they come along with this doctrine that we're speaking of today of this easy believingism, my friend. I had a national magazine came to my desk the other day, and I, you would know who it was if I called their name. And on the front page, the number one spot on the magazine, it had an article by a famous preacher. He said, I believe in easy believingism. I believe he, was, he was looked like he was ta- on the defense to me. He looked like he was on the defense, and he went on. I read the article. He went on to proliferate easy believingism under the guise of it being the work of God. Now, my friend, nowhere in God's Word will you find easy believingism. Do you know how God saves a sinner? First of all, are you saved this morning, or did you just join the church? Did you do like old Uncle Tom? You just joined the church one day? No, my friend. Christ Christ is a living reality to the heart of every born-again believer. That's right. It's not joining the church. It's not making a decision for Jesus. No, my friend. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Do you think shaking some preacher's hand makes you a new creature? Do you think coming down to the front with a little sentimentality and uh, somebody singing just as I am for 26 verses, that that makes you a child of God? You want to go out into eternity on that, my friend? Do you want to go into eternity as a leap in the dark thinking you know the Lord when there's no assurance there, there's no solid foundation there, there's nothing there to rest on? No, no, I'm preparing a message for Wednesday night on uh, the reality of hell, the alternative to being saved. That's right, the alternative to being saved. You know what that alternative is? It's hell. It's hell. I'm describing hell just as the Bible describes it. Bring it here to my folks day in and day out, message in, message out, that they may see the alternative to being saved. Folks think it's going to be an easy street. They're going to, they think there's going to be casinos and gambling hells and, and all of those things in hell, my friend. No, it's not going to be any Miller Light and Bud Light in hell. No, it's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and screaming and hollering and falling, falling, falling. That's right, my friend. All because of this easy believingism that's leading our folks down to hell by the wholesale and by the retail. Now, I'm raising my voice against it, my friend. I'm throwing everything I have in the path of my family and my friends, my loved ones. You out there in our radio audience, you who've been here in the old trailblazer, you know that I'm bringing you God's word. You know that I'm not pulling my punches with you. You know that I'm not in this thing for gain. I don't want to make a name for myself. No, all I want to do is to proclaim God's word as it is to you as you are. 
You and I are sinners. We are sinners. We were born sinners. We must have a substitute. There's no other way to enter the kingdom of heaven except by a substitute, my friend, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ who died and paid our sin debt in full, and folks won't have it. They would rather have a little easy believingism, a little slap on the back preaching. Because why? Because they can go back tonight to the same old hell holes, to the same old dens, to the same old casinos, to the same old beer joint, or same same old TV program, same old movie house, even though they joined the church this morning. Go back there and there's no change. There's no change. It's like the old parrot. The same old crowd. They're always there. Same crowd. Listen, folks. Salvation is a deliverance. You may not agree with everything I say, but let's don't fall out on this one thing, that salvation is a deliverance, a deliverance from Satan's clutches, a deliverance from these demon uh, doctrines, my friend, that's been preached and taught and palmed off on humanity by these modern-day preachers who uh, know nothing about saving grace. They know nothing about how God saves a sinner. I've asked you several times now, folks, you who listen to me, would you ask your pastor this coming Lord's Day, pastor, tell us how God saves you and see if he'll do it. See if he'll tell you. Or meet him in the privacy of your home or your, uh, wherever you meet him at the hospital. Say, Pastor, take a moment and tell us how God saved you. We'd just like to know. Would you do that for me and see what he tells you? Oh, that he can tell you how that he became a lost sinner one day and the Lord granted him repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. This is the old trailblazer. Oh, my friend, I wish I had another hour this morning to bring you the balance of this message, but we'll pick it up in our next study right there where we left off looking at this easy believingism that's damning souls to hell. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old trailblazer, saying, remember our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 